1: All right, Brian. The this defense. is going to be a
2: shorter show because there's like very little to be critical of with the defense.
1: <laughs> I I figured I'd throw throw the uh, break in there and see what happens, but the defense is no. We'll going to be we'll, we'll have plenty to back. talk
2: about. Yeah, yeah it, It's not going to be an hour long like the other one, right? Was, but but look,
1: here's the bottom line with the defense. At least as far as I'm concerned, they Al Golden obviously had the biggest advantage. From Notre, from a Notre Dame standpoint, because he had most of his guys back. I mean, yes. he, he had, you know, he was missing Cam Hart. He he was uh, missing Nana Soffa Mensa, and he was missing um Maris. Um, Plus, the three guys that he was missing. But, oh, I mean, Ramon
2: and, wrote, right, and, wrote and Harper and Harper. And that's right, your nickel, who was very good for Notre Dame this year. So, oh, so very they, good. they had so some he, dudes out, but as I
1: say it out loud, he had more guys know, out than but, I thought.
2: One of the things Al Golden did a much better job of this year than last year that we haven't talked a lot about he played so many more guys yeah real snaps right like okay nana's out and nana was great this year in his in his role but josh burnham played a ton of football this year and just easily slid right into that role and handled business right you know and and then you get into you know to other situations where you're like okay yeah you don't have thomas harper but you had clarence thomas or clarence thomas Clarence Lewis played a bunch this year and was able to handle that role. They did a lot of which we talked about. We thought they were going to play a lot of base defense because of the way Oregon State plays, and they did. Sure. You know, and 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 so linebacker wise, Jalen Sneed played a lot of football this year. So he was able to, to slide right in. So they that helped them. I mean, we've seen Notre Dame line up with a game still on the line without Benjamin Morrison and Cam Hart this year. If you remember the pick game. Right. And they were fine. Christian yep. Gray played a lot of football this year. Jaden Mickey played a lot of football this year. So that helped him in this game because, like you said, they weren't missing nearly as much as the offense was. And in your head, you're like, yeah, they had everybody back except for, and then you start naming all, and you're like, well, actually, that's a lot more <laughs> yeah, than I know, right? You know what I mean? Because they, but because they had, because they had so many guys that did play that we saw. Right. And that's the thing is because like they still played all their Vipers, they still played, had all their D tackles, they had, you know, still had a bunch of deep means. So there's still a lot of guys that we were expected to see because they played so much. Right. And, and, and I thought that it was there, but no, he had this team ready to play Vince. This was an outstanding no this in the honesty events. It was the perfect way to end the season for this group because like the defense was just lights out all year. And, 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 and I wholeheartedly believe this, this is one of the five best defenses of college football this year, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and they were able to do it all year. I mean, and it's not just a a gut feeling or anything like that. I mean, that's just – that's what the numbers show. They were the number seven team in college football this year in scoring defense, number six amongst power five teams. Four of the five teams ahead of them were Big Ten teams. Why? Because Big Ten offenses suck. (laughs) That's why the numbers – think about it. In college football this year, number one, two, three, and four, scoring defenses in college football were all from one conference. It's not a coincidence. And then the only non-Big Ten team ahead of Notre Dame is Georgia, who gave up 15.6 points per game this year. Notre Dame gave up 15.9. Notre Dame this year, Vince, ranked sixth in college football in total total defense, fifth amongst power five teams. Again, the only teams ahead of them, Big Ten teams, because, again, offenses suck. Notre Dame was fifth in college football this year in total yards per play. All four teams ahead of them, Big Ten teams. Because the Big Ten sucks, I just want to remind people of that. That the Big Ten sucks. I am going to say <laughs> it again: the Big Ten in two thousand and twenty three sucks. Uh, Notre mm. Dame ranked third this year in passing defense. They ranked third in fewest yards allowed per per play. They're number one in college football in passer rating. They are number two in college football in fewest yards, fewest uh, lowest completion percentage. They they allowed six. They allowed eight touchdown passes all year had 16 interceptions on the season. This was a phenomenal defense all season. And their bad games were not really bad games. It was they did their part as best they could. Special teams let them down. Offense let them down. This was a great job. And to see them to, to end the season with a dominant performance was very fitting. And it was just one more like you know there's reports i think it's um i think john bryce from football scoop has reported that they're in negotiations to give him an extension this is just a little feather in his cap this is his agents watching that game thinking oh i might even throw a couple hundred thousand on this one baby on this offer you know what i mean because it was just such a brilliant performance i mean again, it was an under it was an undermanned oregon state offense it was and they did exactly what they're supposed to do against a team like that they Thoroughly dominated it. They only crossed midfield once before the second team came in. And that was on the final drive of the half where they were playing off, like basically playing off coverage. That's it. That's the only time they cross midfield. Think about that. And so they overwhelmed them on in every capacity. And it was just a, a great end of the season. And um, you know, because Al Golden's a guy that's caught a lot of heat and it would not be faithful, including from us last season. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, and uh, now I thought some of the criticism went too far, which is why you know, you and I defended him this summer and, and why sure. I said, but is going to be a lot better than people think this season. Right. And it was even better than I thought it was going to be. Right. I mean, I, I thought this was going to be a top 15 defense this year. I, I, I can go back and find the video of it. I thought it was gonna be a top 15. I undersold it. It was a top five defense this year. Yeah. It was excellent.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed.
2: And then, of course, the one area they've struggled all season, it struggled relative to other, you know what I mean? Their top 30 run defense this year. That was it. They weren't a great run defense this year. I think they were like 29th coming into the game. And so what do they do? They end the season with just an absolutely dominant run game performance. Yeah, two yards. I'm sorry, they were top 40. They were like 39th, I think, in run defense. Something like 38 39th. Gave up two yards. Uh, 16 carries, two yards. Yeah. Like I mean, that's it's about that's getting it done. Do. Yeah, it's about as getting it done. It's I mean, get. you know, obviously there's sacks in there and all that Still, other kind of stuff, but everybody like,
1: else gets to count sacks right, too. Exactly. So. But
2: like my point is, but even if you take that <clears throat> away, and you just like I'm gonna pull up the, the the stats here, Vince. But even if you you take that away and you just look at like what the running back did, it was like okay, and and again, talk about you know. Yeah, they they weren't they were missing their their starting running back. Okay, that's very true. But as as we pointed out before, the guy that was their backup is a guy that's played a lot of football, Deshaun Fenwick, who in last year's game when Damian Martinez got hurt early against Florida, went out and ran for 100 yards in a bowl game against Florida last year. Right, right, and he went for 15 yards on six carries. Their backup running back had zero yards on three carries. So uh, their two running backs ran for 15 yards on eight carries. So even if you take out sacks, Vince, they averaged under two yards a carry from their backs. And then their receiver had two carries for minus one yards. And then, of course, their quarterback was minus 21. So even if you take out the sacks and you just look at their running backs, eight carries for 15 yards. They had 21 yards gained, six yards lost in the game. So even if you just look at the plays where they gained eight carries for 21 yards, don't even count the minuses on there. And that's just sheer dominance. And again, yep. they were missing three starters, Notre Dame should have overwhelmed them, and they did. Now, what I liked about the game plan, too, Vince, is it was aggressive, but it was not like I was worried that he was going to come out and just say that they got an undermanned offensive line. Let's just throw the kitchen sink at him. Yeah. And they didn't. It was aggressive, but it was play, play, play our defense aggressive, like attack, step, fly the ball. It wasn't blitzing your linebackers 87 million times on first and second down, it wasn't right. bringing eight. It was, it was I'm gonna trust my guys to play fast, fly the ball, and dominate them. And he did. And that's exactly what he did. And so I was very excited and very happy to see it. They, they you know, they continued to play their man coverage, but it was it was just and then when they did need to heat up Morgan State or chose to heat him up, it made those blitzes so much more effective. And and because they, they it was like they weren't quite sure, okay, are they coming or not? Right. Uh, you know, where are they coming from? It was Whereas if it, you're always bringing your inside backers, it's a lot easier to prepare for that. Like, hey, guys, we know we're coming. We just got to do this. And then you block it right t- two or three times, and you rip off a backside cut for 15, 25 yards. I mean, that's what you do. But they didn't do that in this game, Vince. And and they let their D-line feast, and they did. Mm-hmm. And that's that was way really way. where it is. So, so huge tip of the cap to Al Golden for just the job he did all year. And then ending the season exactly how a defense of this caliber – should have ended the season. And they only had 197 yards of offense. and 85
1: of it came in the fourth quarter. Against I their backups. It up.
2: I looked it up during the, uh, the yeah. post-game show. And another 30 or so of that came on the final play the first half because yeah. they went from 66 yards to 103 yeah, because they got like 30-some yards when their Dame was playing off because they got the ball with like 40 seconds left. Right. And so if you think about it, over half of those yards came in not against the normal defense. Right. That's sheer domination, yeah. sheer domination. Yes,
1: it was. Yes, it was. So, yeah, now, look, I I was saying all week, you know, when we actually started diving into the matchups and all that, you know, I I I, I thought Notre Dame would win because of their defense. I thought yeah. they would actually get maybe a defensive score. I thought there was there. zero
2: chance of losing this game because of the defense. Correct. I
1: right. 100%. And that's, I, I didn't think it would be this dominant. And that's saying something because I was very confident in what the defense was going to bring to the table. Um, I really was. I mean, I, I, my prediction, even though even though I didn't send it in, uh, was thirty-one-seven. And sure. they, okay. I know, I know, right? Sure, it was Vince, <clears throat> but they they exceeded my expectation. I mean, they were mm-hmm. there was no glaring missed tackles in this game, and then that was a bit of an issue at times. You know, during the season, there was none of that. The open field tackling was, I thought extremely good you know obviously you know they were sticky in pass defense I thought Christian Gray had a bit of a coming out party as a starter out there I mean we we knew who Christian Gray was but he proved who he was in this game um you know Xavier Watts played great I, I just I was very impressed with the way that the defense played in this game just better than I even anticipated and I knew that they would be the best Side of the ball of all four sides of the ball offense, defense for Notre Dame, offense, defense for Oregon State. I knew the Notre Dame defense was going to be the best group, but man, did they exceed my expectations? Like they just dominated. They just dominated.
2: Yeah, they did. And it was it was a fitting end to the season, it was. And we'll dive into the specific position groups overall, but I, I thought the game plan too was smart because what you don't want to do in a game like this is allow a team that's undermanned to rip off big plays. Right. And that's why I thought it was smart to not be uber aggressive even though it would have probably resulted in like 13 14 tackles for loss and six or seven sacks, but it also was going to result in, you know, Anthony or Silas Bolden before he gets hurt catching you on a slant where he catches it and there's nobody behind you sure. or Fenwick, you know, they they get that backside edge sealed, you call it wrong and Fenwick cuts that sucker back for a 40-yard gain cuz you got nobody back there. Right. Like that's also what could have happened if you'd have, if you'd have done that. But it was very sound, very but also very aggressive because the other thing you can do is, hey, they're not very good. So let's just play off and just, you know, play Ben, but don't break. No, he said, this is this is who we are. We're going to do right. be who we are. Yes. We're not going to do differently because they're shorthanded. We're going to be who we are and we're going to, we, you know, this defensive line has been great for us all year. Now it's really the turning point for the defense is when Al Golden finally realized I got a really good D line. I'm just going to let them go. It's like the Duke game is really when that started. I'm just going to turn them loose. Yeah. And just let them let them be the reason that our defense is so good. And from that moment on, this defense was just a lot different And when he did that. And then he kind of went away from it against Louisville. And then the rest of the year, he just kind of turned him loose. Right. And so I thought that was uh, a, a really good thing to see. And then D-line, like I said, Vince, look, there's – I thought the entire D-line played well. But – it this it was and i'm setting you up cuz i want to i want you to talk about this cuz i know how fired up you were about it it was it was great to see jordan piteho being the guy we hoped he would have been all year yes
1: yes cuz he wasn't this all year i, no. I mean I, I i'm sorry he just wasn't and he was even better on the rewatch for me than he was live because when I looked at the defensive uh, box score after the game was over and I saw that he led the team in tackles, I was a little, a little surprised. I was like, oh, okay. So I made an effort to watch Jordan Botelho on the rewatch. I tell you what, not only did he was he sound in, in the tackling game and things of that nature you know, that show up on the box score, he did a really good job of setting the edge. He wasn't allowing things to get outside of him, and that's where he really struggled during yeah. the year. He just wasn't sound when it came to that kind of stuff. Just yeah. wasn't, right. and he was, he was in this game. I mean, he, if he can do that next year on a consistent basis, right? he's going to be a real asset to this defense. Because
2: here's what's different from this game compared to last year's bowl game. Last year's bowl game was all about the pass rush with him. It was all about the pressures. Right. What was different about this game is he was at it. I mean, he had three, he was, t- he was tied for second on the defense in pressures. He had three. Only had three pressures. He had a sack, a hit, and a hurry. Corner pro football focus. Last year, he had 10 pressures in the game. 10. What was different in this game is he did all the little things really well. The things that don't show up on the box score. He set the edge really effectively. His backside pursuit was good. He had one snap where he took too high of an angle that allowed the quarterback to step up and get out. That was really his big mistake in the game. But it was just doing the little stuff effectively, which was really good to see. Yeah. Yes, and, I hadn't and seen again, it all year. For no, me. he just was so undisciplined this year and so disappointing for much of the year, uh, and he just was really good all around. Yeah. Riley Mills, I mean, spent the – I thought Riley Mills spent more time near the quarterback than the running backs did in this game. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. it was just it was like, good Lord. Howard Cross got off to a little bit of a slow start. I thought they did a pretty good job early of getting two bodies on him, sometimes three early on. Like, they were really worried about Howard Cross early sure. in the game. You could tell. And he kind of figured it out quickly and then started beating him. Yeah. Like once he realized like, okay, these cats are double teaming me, and then he started having kind of a counter plan to it, and then they just he just whooped hey, it. Like the, gets, the sack he had.
1: Nobody gets like, skinny like he does. Man. No, like, but oh.
2: that that that's a perfect example of the sack was that Vince, because they tried to double team him, but he just got off the ball so quickly and just did one of these and got yeah. right by the guy. And his, he was on the quarterback before like the kid thought he had time to, to <laughs> throw it. And he's like, holy crap, this kid's about to hit me. And he just kind of took it and took the sack. Uh, He was really good. Javante Jean Baptiste was good in this game. Yeah. Josh Burnham was great in this game in limited snaps. I mean, even on special teams. Oh, yeah. He he did. Well, that's really the play to me that broke the game open. That one right there. Right. Because on that particular play, like it was seven nothing. I mean, I get why they did it. I totally
1: understand why they did it because he knew, look, Their their interim head coach is not a dummy. He knew that the offense was going to struggle to score in this game. And and, And he was going to have to take chances. It was probably worse
2: for them than they thought, especially when Silas Bolden was hurt. Correct. And he's like, Like,
1: we're going to have to take chances in this game. And so that fake punt was a massive chance to take. My issue
2: was the actual call.
1: Right. Not that they faked it. But Josh read it
2: perfectly. I mean, he just beat the guy off the line. I mean, he just had no chance. Yeah, no chance. And then – you know, so so I thought he was excellent in the game. I thought Donovan Hynish, I, I, I like I enjoyed watching him in the in the end of the game. Like I enjoyed watching Sam Pendleton in the end of the game, with just how like this guy dominated those backups. Like this, yeah. you know, and he and he's played a lot of football this year. Donovan has, but that was good to see. I thought he played really well. I thought Jason Onye played pretty well in this game too. I, I I liked what I saw from him. He didn't play a ton, but he was quick off the line. He was very pain. He, they actually had him lined up at end late <laughs> in the game. Did you see that? They had him at no, a big I, end. Yeah. I really? had a couple snaps and he looked, I'm like, who the heck was that? And he came off and he was pretty quick coming off the ball, man. Okay. So I thought he played well. Like I said, Riley played well. Um, Gabriel Rubio played well. I mean, just the entire D line, I thought, just played right well in this football game. They really yeah. did. I was very pleased with what I saw from the D line. They dominated. They should have dominated, and they did. I mean, well, again, and, yeah. it was a it was a really good that that's a really good offensive line that Oregon State had all year. One of the five to ten best in college football. The problem is their three best linemen didn't play in this game. Right. It is what it is. It sucks. It would have been a great battle to see. Sure. But the way that this line played, they still wouldn't have had a lot of success. Just the way that Notre Dame played in this game, right? Uh, but and what a luxury it, to have if yeah. you are Al
1: Golden to have a defensive line that can play like that, yeah. Because then you don't have to trigger your linebackers right. a bunch in first and second down. You don't have to be super creative. You know, you can just right. let those guys scrape and do their jobs at the second level, and that's what they were able to do. Yeah.
2: So, just a, a really strong performance from the Notre Dame defensive line. And just again across the board, it just was everybody, everybody coming in. Yeah. And, and as I said, that, but that, that, that play by Burnham, though, to to finish it was, it was great timing because that's what kind of broke the game open. Because Notre Dame gets the ball now with less than a minute or like with about three minutes left. And then they just go right down and score. And 14, 14 nothing had to feel like 40 to nothing for Oregon State. Well, and that's I mean, the thing.
1: that That's, if you're just turning on the game at halftime, you're like, wow, 14 nothing. It's kind of a close game, you know? But if you watch the first half, it's like, it's not
2: that close. Right. Like, yeah. it's,
1: especially when you're talking about Notre Dame's defense versus Oregon State's offense. Like, Oregon State mm-hmm. never threatened. They just never threatened. They, it, I was never like, oh my gosh, they might kick a field goal. Like, no. there was never even a threat no. of putting points on the board. I think the that's the, the thing
2: that played. surprised them, Vince, is how athletic some of those <clears throat> linemen are. I like, yeah. they just. They had no answer for Josh Burnham's speed when he came flying off the ball. I mean, it, and then on the on the safety, him and J D. Bertrand just destroyed Oregon State on that right. play. Yes, I mean it. Just they had no chance. Oh my gosh! Like, no but chance. right
1: when when Notre Dame didn't pick up that fourth down, I texted the group message. You know, I was like, defense is going to score here, yep. and they did it on first down. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was. I
2: didn't know what it was going to be. Are they going to have like a, a right. strip sack? Is it you know <laughs> right. you know like pick right. six or is it going to be a safety and then just like- first play just. Had no chance, none. Had no chance, none.
1: And I don't blame, I don't blame Oregon State for the call, but you're gonna try to run up the middle against this defense at that point in the field. It's like I get that they should have just
2: snuck it and just tried to burrow their way out of there.
1: Like don't put the ball in the end zone like that. Like that is just not gonna work out well, man. It just wasn't. No, so.
2: Defensive line, great performance. Linebackers, I, I, t- man, I was so, I was so happy to see JD Bertrand end his career the way he did. Me, uh, he, too. he just, this was like the ultimate JD game. It wasn't sexy. Nope. He didn't have monster numbers, but he got everybody lined up where they needed to be. The yep. defense had like no mas, like no big mas, because your mic gets everybody set. Right. You know, he played hard, uh, and and just brought, just brought it. I mean, he had he had the uh go back folks go back and watch the safety like that's borderline assault how hard he hit that guy you know what i mean like like i'm contemplating pressing charges if i'm that if i'm that guy like he just came in like i'm hurting like not hurting i'm not shouldn't say that i'm blowing somebody up Right, like that's what JD came in. There was very bad at football intentions. Yes, on that play. yes, and you know, and then he had the pass breakup, and he just was good in coverage, and it just was like the ultimate JD Bertrand game. It wasn't sexy. It it didn't have a Jeremiah Usukorimo freaky athletic play or Jalen Smith. It just the dude. It's like JD Bertrand is what Brian Van Gorder in his head thought Joe Schmidt was, but he actually wasn't. Right, you know what I mean because jd can make plays and he's in he's athletic and he's just i enjoyed watching and he just played mm. he's like he, you could tell he's like i'm just out here to to to, to you know we're going to dominate this thing and i'm going to go out and play with rec- some reckless abandon and we're going to dominate and it yep. was fun to watch him end his career the way that he did it really it was. Really,
1: yes it was and he, i mean again he puts he just puts another i mean it was it was a tactician's game for him you know what i mean and, mm-hmm. and that's that's the film that NFL guys are going to see. They're going to just see him as a leader of the defense, getting everybody where they're supposed to be and making plays on his own as well. Yeah, And that's where he's going to excel, you know, moving forward, where he's either in the Senior Bowl or the blue gray game or whatever it is.
2: Actually, he was originally in the Shrine Bowl, but now yeah. he's in the Senior Bowl.
1: Oh, okay. So he upgraded. Good for him. Yeah. So that the Senior Bowl isn't about the game itself, it's about the practices that's and whatnot leading up to it. And the interviews. I've been told of that,
2: some right? of the scouts even leave before the game.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Because it's a glorified yeah. scrimmage is what it right. is.
2: It's the, pra- it's the it's one-on-ones. The, it's yes. the coaching. Exactly.
1: And that's where he is going to absolutely shine. He's going to absolutely shine at that. So, you know, Notre Dame fans who didn't appreciate who J.D. Bertrand was to this defense and to this team are going to miss him next year. Now, a lot of talent behind him. There's no doubt about it. We're all excited to see the youth movement. But as you said, this was a great way to send off JD Vertram with the way he played in inside the structure of the defense and then just making plays.
2: Yeah, and, and I thought Jack Kaiser was good in the game too. I thought Jack yeah. was solid. He had that really good play early in the game where he blew up the screen. They tried to run mm-hmm. that little slip screen, or no, it was actually a little tight end slip screen on him. Oh yeah. And he just sniffed it out, brought the guy down in space. I Maybe mean, he does look. That's not an easy tackle. That was a kind of a good sized kid that he brought down. And, and there was and Jack's not nobody that big, else nobody. around. Nobody. If he if yep. he misses that tackle or doesn't read that right, that's a, a big game. play. Yep. And I mean, as soon as he hit the guy, you're like, Man, that guy's going down.
1: Yeah, like, that's exactly he, what I said too. I was yeah. like, oh, he's got him.
2: That's... Yeah, he's got him. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh... You know, there's one play they ran an outside zone and Jack didn't come down hard enough to really blow up the lead blocker and it allowed him to get like seven, eight yard runs, something like that. It was like one of their biggest runs of the game. Other than that, he was, he was good. He was real real steady. Although Jalen need was soft. This was the most like Jalen didn't have like a really impressive game in regard to like he didn't have like any like, highlight reel wow Jalen what a great play type of thing but what I what I liked though Vince was he just did his job sure and that's always been the issue with Jalen is is can he do the little things he's going to make the flashy plays but can he do the little things and the 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 one thing that you saw was there was a play they ran a jet sweep and I can't remember who it was but he got sucked inside I'm thinking uh uh-oh and then all of a sudden Jalen Sneed comes out of nowhere and you're like, that was a two yard game and it should have been more because <laughs> yeah. he's just, his sideline speed is just really outstanding. It really is.
1: And I, and I thought that Al golden did a good job with Jalen seed and they put him in position to be successful doing what Jalen yeah. Sneed does is just yeah. be athletic, be fast yeah. coming downhill making plays like I don't like Jalen Snead is not a guy that I want playing middle linebacker who's diagnosing and, and doing right. things but I, he I did just, he
2: did some of that he did some game, of that which I liked. But, yeah.
1: but that's not where I want his focus to be like I just want him flying to the football. yeah like that's
2: well what like he needs to be Craig to D in the chat just made a good point Vince he said he seemed more under control in this game in a, in yeah. a good way and, I agree and with he did. that I agree and with he that. did and even and, when he was flying downhill he was doing it with purpose and and correct. taking a good angle of the football and and those type of things. So that was a really positive thing to see. And then we saw Drake Bowen get a lot of playing time in the game, too. Yeah. He got smoked on a – they hit him with a sluggo. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, but the, he, he but, bit on the inside. And, of course, him. that's the only one people saw. He did that. They did that. They tried to hit him – three. they tried to beat him outside three times during the game, and every time and he, he covered it. right
1: with him. I mean, just right with right, him. Right, yeah.
2: Yeah, they just hit him with that double – that's why they did the double move, though, because they couldn't run past him. Right, and so they hit him with that double move, and he bit hard on it, and they beat him over top. It's part of the learning process. But I thought outside of that play, I thought Drake was really good. Yeah, you know, in what he was asked to do, he he or really really solid. But you can just see he he's just a second slower diagnosing than Jack and JD, which you expect. They're fifth year he's, seniors. He's a true he freshman. Spot. Yeah, but I, I I was pleased with. And they moved. They had to play. Uh, did you? They had him playing Will in this game too, Vince. Did you notice that there was no, some times where he was on okay. the field with JD and him and JD were on the field together. So that was good to see. So they, they felt confident enough with with where Drew Drake is with his development that they actually played him at at both spots. Okay. Inside and outside. So that was uh that was good to see. I was I was glad to see that. Okay, but, well that
1: opens up some possibilities for next year, too. Possibly,
2: That's yeah. I mean, well, and, and if he's not starting. Right. But I still think he'll be starting. In my, I do too. No, I do too. Let's say, you know, you could maybe down the road, him and Kingston together. If you That's think Kingston's better, at Mike you have him at Will, or if Kingston at Will and you have Drake and Mike, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But he he was good. I thought J, I thought Jaden Osbury played well in limited snaps on that last series. I thought he was very active, uh, flew around the ball. They didn't play a ton of snaps, but I thought he was good in the game as well. So that was good to see uh, from from Jaden as well. But yeah, I thought Drake. I thought Drake did well outside of about th- two snaps. One of them being that sluggo snap, when they they hit him with that sluggo and got got behind him. Fortunately, the ball didn't come, right. But uh, but that was the one big mistake. But I thought he was pretty good. Just overall, I thought the linebacker play was really solid. Yeah. It, and just a far such a far cry from where it was a year ago. Oh, I mean, it really was for sure. It really was
1: it's You got me thinking about like a heavy run package with uh, Kingston at Mike and maybe Drake at Will. You know, like in a short yardage situation, and, like,
2: like Rover.
1: Yeah, like that's what I've got going on in my head. Yeah. So that's the coach in me, you know, seeing all the toys that Al Golden gets to play with, yeah, uh, no defensively. Doubt. So, uh, secondary, Brian. Oh my um, gosh! I mean, this is it. look. I'm just extremely excited about what the secondary has to offer, and I I want to be. I was very clear about this in the post game show, and I want to continue to be very clear about this moving forward. If you have followed Irish Breakdown for any amount of time, you know. What a huge fan I am of Cam Hart and what he's brought to this team and how good of a player he is. VP
2: of the Cam Hart fan yes. club. I got downgraded Not to a president. VP, well, you okay. know why? I do. I do. His mom had some issues with you yes. claiming to be the president.
1: Yes, he did, which is okay
2: because she is the president.
1: Yes, and I'm okay with being VP. Yes. I'm next in line. It's good. I'm good. Not as much responsibility. Uh, but I love Cam Hart. I love him. And I think the combination of him and Benjamin Morrison, they were the best
2: quarterback of- doing. I don't care what anybody yeah. says with that's all due I'm respect saying. to Terry yep. Arnold, I mean, that group is in convert. The, the only group that's even in the conversation is the two at Bama, kool yeah. McKinstry and Terry and Arnold. That's it. Yep. But for my money, I'm not taking anybody over those two.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: No, no question.
1: But here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I think the future of Morrison and Christian gray is better. Has the well, potential to be better. It has the potential. Has the potential just potential because
2: be I think Christian makes is is Christian's gonna make more. I mean, has shown this year he's gonna make more plays in the ball. Sure. He just has more of that experience. I don't know that I'll say better. I, I I'm not willing to go there. I'll just say That's That's I'll say this. They're not gonna miss a beat, in my Rice. opinion, next <clears throat> season with right. those two. And then I'm just curious to see what they're gonna do with Mickey because yeah. I keep saying this a lot. He needs to be a nickel. And not because I don't think he can play outside. I do. Uh, And not because of any other reason. It's just I want those three kids on the field together. Absolutely. And I think Jaden, with his strength and his ability to come up and take on blocks and do those type of things, like he could be a great nickel. I just got to say this as we talk about the secondary. I am 45 years old. I don't know that I could show up and cover a game if I lost my father or Mm -hmm. my mother before a game, the night before the game. I don't know that I would have the ability to, to focus and do my job, no matter how prepared I might think I am for it, because Mrs. Mickey was battling cancer for a while. That young man stepped up to the plate after the night the day after losing his mother and and played the way he played, and the way his teammates rallied around him speaks volumes. About the kind of young man that Mrs. Mickey and Mr. Mickey raced and my respect for that kid. Just and and to play well, oh Vince, really well, like not like, like okay, yeah, you went out there, but he was distracted and made gave up. You know, he played well, and to you know, and and I get why. I mean, you want to be with your brothers in that moment, right? But but still, I don't know that I could have done. I I actually I know I I couldn't have. I could not have been able to answer the bell the way that Jaden answered the bell when I was his age. I don't know that I could do it now, much less then. And um it Yeah, you know, there's just there's a lot more things in life more important than football. Oh yeah. And your family's one of them. But sometimes football can be that outlet where your character shines. And it did for Jaden Mickey on Friday. It absolutely did. We saw what what kind of young man. He is right here. Sure. And where does that come from? Come from Lamar and comes from his mother and how they raised him to be that kind of man that answers the bell. No matter what's thrown at you, son, you answer the bell in life. And Jayden did that. And, um, I know his mother would be very proud. And I think ultimately that's probably, I don't know the answer to this, but I'll bet you that's why is like, he knew that's what she would want him to do. Sure. And um, we we can't we can't talk about the defense in this game without that. And I know you guys talked about it on Saturday and I, or Friday. I just I wanted to get that out. I, you guys did a great job talking about that. I thought Ryan's Ryan's comments about giving him the player of the game was f- class. I just wanted to get my thoughts in on that because. I always, I've always respected Jaden Mickey. I, I mean, how many times you heard me say that kid needs to be the nickel because getting him and Christian Gray and Benjamin Morris on the field together is right. going to be lights freaking out. Yep. But beyond that, you see what kind of young man he is by how he stepped up and answered the bell and then played well. You know what I mean? That's the other thing is he played well in the game. Uh, this, this, this cornerback group is special. But whether it's better or next year or, or just as good or whatever – the fact of the matter is, is it's like running back when you can lose a star like Cam Hart, who was a star this year. Part of the reason Christian Gray gets to make more plays in the ball is because teams will throw at him. Oh, yeah. Just avoided Cam. Right. Basically. And, and you know, that's part of it, too. But it says about how good the coaching is, but also the talent that that coach and Mike Mickens has accumulated over the last couple of years is just special. I mean, and, and here's the thing, too. Benjamin Morrison looked like last year's bet version of Benjamin Morrison in this game. He was coming up off the edge. He had a great stuff on the edge where they tried to. He it was a corner fire. They tried to pull, and he blew it up and 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 made the play on the tackle for loss. Him and Patelho. Do you remember? You know what play I'm talking about? Yeah, yep. And you're just like that's yep. the Benjamin Morrison that we <laughs> saw last year that we didn't see as much this year because he wasn't very good against the run this year, right? So that was a great sign too to see he got beat one time on an inside move. But outside of that, he was lights out in coverage. They tried to go to Slade Bolden, Silas Bolden, early in the game and go deep on him with some overs and crosses. And every time he was up, match up against Benjamin, it was just like he had no chance. That kid's fast, and Benjamin was just all over him. Kid, super fast. That kid, he was their
1: best offensive weapon. And they still couldn't move the football. And then when he got hurt, it was like, yeah, okay, game over. Like there's you you lost your best offensive weapon to move the football, and, and that's just obviously not going to happen. So yeah. I, I'm with you hundred percent. Your three best corners going into 24 are Gray, Morrison, and Mickey. And therefore, I'm having a I'm having a sit-down with, with Jade and Mickey. I'm like, look, man, you've seen in our offense or in our defense, excuse me, how important the nickel is. And more and more with the offenses that we play, the nickel is basically a starter. I mean, it is. It's a starting position. It is. 100%. I mean, it, it is. And they don't, they're don't. they not the defense they are this year without Harper. They're they're done. And
2: and you make the same exact thing about Tariq Bracey last and, year.
1: I was just going to – you took the words right out of my mouth. Sorry. And you go back to the year before that, you're See, not the same defense See, this is why I need to shut up, Bracey. let
2: you finish. <laughs> it's all good. And you'll get to it. And if yes. you don't get to it, then I can say something. Then you See? got me. Dang it, Brian. Uh, New Year's resolution. Shut your pie hole <laughs> until the other person's done talking.
1: But the last two years, the nickel has been vitally important to this defense. That can be Jade Mickey next year. That yeah. can absolutely be Jade Mickey next year. And then he could even slide over and take Morrison's spot potentially the year after that, if that's what he wants to do and move to the outside. Then you figure out. Or the nickel takes
2: Gray's spot and then Gray takes right. Morrison's spot. However,
1: you or, know, how, however it goes let me, down. Let me yeah.
2: just give you some context, Vince, for for what you mm-hmm. said. Jack Kaiser this year, who was a starting linebacker, played 354 snaps. Thomas Harper, that's in 13 games. Thomas Harper in 11 games played 438 snaps this season, the the starting nickel. Played 438 snaps as a a starter. He played more snaps than Jordan Patelho, the starting Viper. He played more snaps than Jack Kaiser, who was a starting rover. So, you know, that kid played a lot of snaps this season. A lot of snaps, and so that, like you said, that nickel pos- and thats in eleven games, right? You know, if he plays thirteen games, and he's he's up near Riley Mills' number of snaps, Javante John Baptiste number of snaps, that kind of thing, right? So that kid played a lot of snaps, and it's a very important position. Oh, and incredibly, that important. would be my sales pitch to him. Yes, would be that.
1: Like, look, you're gonna be a yeah. starter. Like, I need—we need you. This is—you are one of the best that we have. We need you on the field on a consistent basis. Right. That—that's. That's absolutely right. the sales pitch right. that I would use,
2: right? So, and, and and look, you know, we'll talk about we'll preview it more in the off season. I know they got Jordan Clark and all that, and that's fine. You can play them both because you're not going to just play him in the nickel either. The difference is, is he can still right. be your third corner.
1: Yes, he absolutely. can still
2: spell those other guys. Yes, you know it's and so he could even get more snaps in that type of situation. But when you're when you want to put your best on the field, to me, he's got to be one of your eleven, and so is Christian Gray because Christian Gray has like you said it has star written all over him just oh. like benjamin morrison did yes coming in and I mean, and so what a luxury it, for this team yeah. to have though i mean yeah, it's so I, hard to tell those two apart when they're on the field it oh is, my god like, him and benjamin like they look almost like their body types are the same yes they move the same they're instinctive. I mean, it's yeah. it's really hard, and their number suppose, is so close. Like the nine looks that like Christian a zero. Had the long sleeves, <laughs> right. the white sleeves. Because I could tell the this game, I could tell the difference because yes. Christian had the long white sleeves and Benjamin did.
1: I'm gonna need one of them to change their number. I'm gonna yes. need I'm, I'm gonna need you to help me out here, fellas. Yeah. Uh, well,
2: unfortunately, <laughs> they, they're both wearing their high school numbers. Oh, okay. Well, so well, I don't so know that they're, they're gonna, gonna want to change. Right. Yeah, yeah. So all right, the, fine. Talk to Chandra. I'm like, hey, can you convince Christian go to a single digit next year? It's really too hard. Two's available. Yeah, yeah. Two. yeah. It's really hard to tell him and Benjamin apart. <laughs> uh, but uh, they they played great. Xavier played great. I mean, they asked him to play center field a lot in this game to protect against the deep ball, and he did. A couple times, they, they he you could tell the quarterback was looking deep, and he was like, "I see number zero back there," and it just was like, "Nah." I'm good. I'm not yeah. gonna make that throw. He yeah. um, <laughs> saw enough film. He's he ain't an idiot. That kid he's no he's no idiot. There's no doubt about that. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, and, and and you could tell they were much more aggressive throwing the ball down the field when they put the twos in, and Xavier wasn't back there patrolling center field. It's not sure. a coincidence that that was the case, but. Uh, he was and he was good downhill. You know, he almost had a couple times where he had you know almost had picks on 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 batted balls and missed throws. Yeah. He was very good. And DJ Brown was very. I mean, DJ like DJ had that really bad quarter against Louisville, and then he had the big miss against Ohio State, which in a lot of ways has defined his season from a perception standpoint. But DJ Brown was a super solid player this year. Yeah, and he was exactly that way in the bowl game. Yeah, he was just super solid all year, man and uh, he played well and then you know, we got to see some of Adon Schuler and Ben Minnick mm-hmm. in this game especially Adon and that was good to see cuz i thought Adon played pretty well in the game he got beat in coverage once but overall he was very, he was very active got flew around i thought Adon did some really nice things in the game and you know i thought tackled tackled pretty well for the most part uh, he but just the movement stuff is what you saw that you liked and i thought Ben Minnick is is looked every bit as athletic as you kind of hoped he would be sure. And um, yeah, it was, it was really, it was really good to see. It was really good to see, but a a good looking player, man. And he, he did some good things as that in that number two role. So overall, the secondary was one of the best secondaries all season. And they played exactly like that in the, in the bowl game, just completely shut down the starting offense from throwing the football.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. No doubt about it. No, because all
2: those yards at the end of the game of that 85, you talked about the four. It was all passing.
1: Yes, there was not one rush yard in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It was all passing yards. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. So, so I'm I mean, actually gonna look,
2: look at the what, what you said. You had the fourth quarter stats, right? So, yeah, I I'm looking did. at it now. They, uh, I'm, 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 they had three carries for zero yards, rushing in the fourth quarter. Yes, correct. Yeah, they went, they went seven of ten throwing for 85 yards because they had the one receiver pass the that they had. In the game, too. And and Notre Dame had 102 rush yards in the fourth quarter. I know, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Almost eight yards a carry. Yeah. So, you know.
2: Yeah. Notre Dame had 135 yards of offense in the second and the fourth quarter, which is uh, not too far off of what Oregon had. Oregon State had the entire game, 197. Yeah. So, an absolute butt kicking. But I I thought the secondary played very well. And the thing is, that's what allows them to do all the things they do up front. It's because they could just come out and play cover one and say, you cover that guy, you cover that guy, and you have no chance. And even some of the completions they did have were like against really tight coverage, you know? And it's just like, it's almost like when Benjamin gives up a completion, you're like, whoa, they just caught a pass on him. Like every guy gives up catches, but it's just so rare that you're just like, whoa, they gave up a completion. And then you almost kind of convince yourself he didn't play well because he gave up a completion. And it's like, They completed two passes on him struggling, you know, that that's how (laughs) locked down they were this year. It was almost like if they gave up two or three completions, you're just thinking they're terrible when in reality, that's what every cornerback, every other cornerback does. And uh, boy, they're really, they're really excellent.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's so much to be excited about. Obviously we're talking about this game, but there's so much to be excited about moving forward in 24 because the defense isn't going to look that much different than what you saw on on Friday afternoon when they line up on whatever August whatever it is um in college station like it's not gonna look that much different that's the thing so yeah I, I there's a lot to be excited about with this defense let's just put it that way yeah so yeah no doubt very so great
2: great finish to the season for what was an otherwise great performance from this defense this was no without question the best defense name has had since 2012.
1: oh yeah and it has a chance to be better next year which is scary. It really does. At least
2: more dynamic. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like maybe they might give up some more big plays. I mean, we'll see.
1: Uh, They have a uh, chance, but I mean.
2: Well, we'll actually, let's hold on to that because that'll be the final thing that we discuss is going to be because of next year because they got some big news. So that's it for the breakdown, Vince. Why don't you go and
1: transition us
2: over to the next
1: one? Hey, make sure you hit that like button, that subscribe button, that notification bell. Uh, Log on. Boards at IrishBreakdown.com, folks. There's there's tons of good stuff over there. There's going to be intel. Um, also, you know, Ryan's gonna be headed down to the Army All American bowl game, I believe, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna start seeing and we're gonna oh, be inundated yeah. with uh you know stories and intel with with recruiting and all that fun stuff. So make sure you get on the boards, folks. There's gonna be a lot of good stuff. And even though it's the offseason for Notre Dame football, it's never an off-season at Irish breakdown. Okay, so make sure you guys stay locked in because we got all the good stuff for you.